Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. An interesting first hour on Wes and Walker. I thought there was going to be more yelling between Wes and Fiddy, but that hasn't happened today. We got it all out in the fishbowl. Yeah, it was. There was a lot in the fishbowl that happened as soon. Because we talked about how Wes comes into the studio now, slash fishbowl. It's with a lot of energy. It's profanity-laced. It's saying, hey, let's go, (laughs) pound and chest. Very hype speech type of mode for Wes Bryant walking into the fishbowl. And before he sat down... He brought up the conversation that actually happened in the group chat last night when San Francisco beat the Cowboys in this latest playoff game, and then both of them started going at it big time. You know, Wes is saying Fiddy's changing his opinions. Fiddy's telling you that it's okay to change your opinions. Wes is saying come consistent with it, and then they're talking about whether San Fran is going to beat Philly next week. They're not. Fiddy has changed his mind. Mm Mm-hmm. And that has led to a lot of yelling, both <laughs> caps-wise, maybe in the group chat, and then caps-wise vocally, once yeah. we went to the fishbowl. Right. So that had happened, though. Like, it was very even keel to start. You yeah. came with your opinions. Fiddy would, like, throw backhanded jabs, not even... Like he has already. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> which is what started it. Yeah. Which is... I mean, it is what started it in the group chat yesterday. Right. I, I said congratulations. No, you gave a backhanded compliment. And then what? And, and one text included, your first sentence was, <laughs> congrats, Wes, period. Yes. What came after that period in the same text message? Enjoy getting boat race next week <laughs> at Philly. Right. Not a backhanded compliment. That's Just big backhanded. Just right. stating the facts. No, it's not a backhanded compliment. Is it's it a fact they played the game already, Walker? It's an insult. You're yeah. right. It's not only is it not a backhanded compliment. It's a compliment and insult. A boat race? You're saying they're going to get boat raced? How is that a compliment? Hey, Fiddy, you're going to get boat raced by anybody you play basketball against. Right. No, that's a backhanded compliment. How in the world does that no, make sense? I complimented him, then insulted him. And then I, and then I took the high road. You didn't take no I high didn't take high say, road. Dude, we yeah. were both on the low road. We I'm saying I argue. took the high road as far as not insulting the way that I could have, the way he insulted me. I did. I didn't insult you, Wes. I went in stating facts, but still cursing and acting a fool, Wes. <laughs> Let me go back to this conversation. Ain't no way. Ain't no way that I will say that you were taking the high road in that group chat. Do we need to get the English teacher back in here to tell you how to talk? Yeah. My, my notifications were going nuts <laughs> on my phone. Like I was sitting there following, just kind of scrolling down Twitter. <laughs> bing, 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 hit, hit, because that's the we've talked about this. That's the way you text, and then you would just say, you know, insult, insult, or whatever. Like yeah, bring I'm, it up, bring it up, old stuff. But yeah, I took high road. West. I'm saying I wasn't like graceful with the high road. I didn't say that. <laughs> I wasn't graceful it. with it, but I was just stating, you know, football opinions and or facts and not insulting. There's so many text messages. Yeah, to I wasn't through. even. Yeah, I was just talking about just from a, you know, X and O standpoint, things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'm reading some stuff. Okay. Yeah, read it. There's no insult. <laughs> what about did you think you took the high road in the fishbowl today? Yes. Oh, well, OK. I don't think any high road was taken. I never took the high road. 
It was a lot of loud noises, Wes. Right. I was I was loud, but I still took the high road. In fact, I wasn't insulting. I just was asking him, which one is it? Mm -hmm. Which opinion are you going to take? And I was rehashing through his opinions and then stating what I thought as far as from a strategy standpoint, how what he said was going to happen. It was aggressive. Yeah, it was aggressive, for sure. The high road doesn't have to be, you know, nice and paved. Sometimes you have some potholes in there and a little bit of It was, it was a bumpy ride. Yeah, I was it was riding, a bumpy ride. I was in the back seat, and it was bumpy. <laughs> I mean, do you want us to hold hands and sing Kumbaya in yeah. a circle? Because that's not going to happen. We're I mean, rivals. I think I think Kumbaya makes for yeah. good radio. I think we should all hold hands. Maybe we take a video of it. Yeah. We put it out there on Twitter. <laughs> because I know you're all about the team bonding experience. Maybe we go to Pinkies, we hold hands and eat, and that's what we can do later on. Is that okay. what you want to do, Fitting? Is that what you want to do? Okay. Very, very good. 704-570-9610. Send us a text via the Garage Door Guru text line. So crazy show in the way that we didn't expect Steve Smith to just drop by. So big shout to Steve, Panthers legend. You know him well. And plus he joins the Kyle Bailey show every single week. Not sure if he's going to be joining because I don't know if Kyle's in today. He is not. You know, uh, okay. I'm Will Palachik is on the air from 3 to 6. All right. So big shouts to Willie P for filling in for the second uh, weekday in a row after he filled in last Friday. So we don't know if he's going to be uh, talking with Steve Smith, but he joined us today to talk about the coaching search, also to mix it up with Fiddy. We do have some text coming in talking about the reaction of our dynamic producer. Do you think the reaction from Fiddy was dynamic? Do you like the way he handled himself when being confronted by Steve Smith, all-time tough guy? Yeah. Do you feel like Fiddy handled himself well on the air? I thought that the energy wasn't quite what it was as far as just the. When he comes with the, yeah, if you like wide receivers who spend the ball at the six-yard catches, like, I didn't get any of that type mm -hmm. of sass, you know, <laughs> using that southern word. I didn't get that sass. sass. Mm -hmm. But he did say, you know, he stated to him that he was standing on what he said. And then at the end, when, when Smitty uh, called him little guy, he said, it's fitting. Mm -hmm. I can respect that. Thank you, Wes. I think for me, my evaluation would be that you did not have that conversation with Smitty with your tail between your legs. I wouldn't say that you did that. I think you said quite the energy wasn't quite there. I would say the energy wasn't anywhere close to what it was when you were talking to, about Smitty the first few times that was also made into a promo. So the whole public, the entire the entire listenership of WFNZ got to hear it. But at the same time, I don't think you had your tail between your legs. I think you were saying what you had said before. Yep. You weren't you weren't dodging what you had said. The energy was very different. As the kids say on social media, keep that same energy. I do not feel like you kept that same energy. But you didn't dodge any actual of this any anything of the substance that you said. So I actually commend you. I think that was a good job. I actually displayed in that moment with Smitty why I'm so dynamic at what I do, because I matched his energy. Had he come in here and yelled at me? I would have yelled back. <laughs> we just had a – it might not have ended well for me, um, and it's still probably not going to end well for me later down the road. But he came in and just wanted to have a, ca have a casual conversation about my comments. Mm -hmm. I kept it casual. Had there been some more, you know – ferociousness in his voice, I would have maybe just played my audio back to him and said, this is what I said. You know, so I was just keeping the energy of the room. I didn't want to be coming in overly hot while he was coming in just good very point. casual. It's a good point. Wes asked you to talk about some of the sideways comments that you would mention every now and then that weren't on the <laughs> air. And then you said, do you mean like I think he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which... But you did say... And everyone now saying that I've, I've crapped my pants, go change your shorts... <laughs> Um, I'm not flounder, so you're talking to the wrong board op. Oh, no. And People no, I, 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 yeah, I didn't. I, I sat right here. <laughs> 
the the funniest part about the whole interaction mm-hmm. was I could see him and someone through the little doorway out in the hallway. And I think they were taken back by I'm still wearing my glasses in honor of what Armando Baycott did on Saturday against Little Brother. And so he thought I was wearing the glasses because I didn't want to look him in the eyes and talk to him. Well, guess what I did? I took the glasses off and I said what I said to him because I'm a man. Okay. And, and unlike Mike, you know, unlike Mike Gundy, you don't got to be 40 to be a man. I'm 26, and I said what I said. Steve, Steve doesn't call you a man. He calls you little guy. He called me little guy. Which, yeah, he did. Which was really, you know, and I people, oh, you called him yes, sir. He's a big respect guy. I wanted to show him that I was mm-hmm. willing to respect him like he was willing to respect me by coming in and addressing my comments. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, Fitty should get a woman for this. He should have a woman to hang out with after such a display of manliness. <laughs> this is what he plays now. Do you think he has a link in his dating profiles? Anytime he'll be swiping on whatever media site he's on, and then it takes them to him standing up, quote unquote, to Steve Smith. Yes. Do you think that's what he should he be should. doing? I mean, I honestly want Wes to create your page on Tinder, on oh, Man, Bumble. I'm trying, man. I know. He I know. won't let me take it and get a cut. He won't let me do nothing with his beard. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a woman in his bed, but he is just fighting me the whole time. Well, and, and let's, you know, we can talk about how much of a man he's being here today because he continues to discuss that he's going to fight through the pain wearing the sunglasses all show long. Mm. The little break that he had when Steve told him to take off the glasses and look him in the eye. That's the only break that he's had so far, you know, but but when we're on the air... Fitty finds it symbolic to be all business, and then he puts back the shades on. Yeah. It's almost like, and now the sun's in his eyes, he puts it back on. The, the shades, of course, are for Armando Baycott, wearing the sunglasses, just like Terquavion Smith did, leading up to that Carolina game. Mm-hmm. Terquavion Smith, the thing that makes, I would be 100% all for it, if Armando Baycott had worn this, and Terquavion Smith had not gotten hurt on the court. Mm-hmm. My guy, Myron Goodman, who honestly is not my guy. Mm-hmm. I have no beef, with, but Myron got mad at me for panicking. He's in the other way, my guy. Yeah, yeah. My, Myron gets mad at me for my beginning of the season takes for the Tar Heels, being worried about the way they were playing, and now he's mad. He said, way to make a really big nothing burger out of the Baycott sunglasses. It's not a big deal if it's a rivalry, which state claims it is. Then take the heat or get out of the kitchen and let Baycott cook. For me... I would love this. I actually still somewhat embrace it. And I think Armando talked about it after wearing the glasses. And he mm-hmm. said that he has all of the well wishes for Terquavion Smith. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he does still have those uh, comments towards Terquavion. But I just felt after he was stretchered off the floor, being that serious, I don't feel that would have been the time to wear the sunglasses. And with people saying that he was fine afterwards and he partied, Armando didn't know that then. Mm -hmm. We weren't sure about it yet. So it doesn't mean that Armando is in any way a bad guy. I love Armando. That guy's personality is phenomenal. I love the idea originally. I would not have done it personally. We're not the same person. Had a little problem with it. Did you have a little problem with it, Wes? (laughs) You going to ask somebody like me? You were cool with it. No, I'm just saying, man, um, you know, rivalry is a rivalry. And sometimes, you know, people just don't understand in sports, man. You know, if, if you want to be a little petty, sometimes you're going to be petty. And, you know, he was okay. And I think on the court, he was he was moving all right, but they did that to stabilize him, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, yeah. There was no worry that he was, like, in real medical danger, correct? I don't know. I, 
I know that he was stretchered off the floor and that it was scary. It was certainly a scary sight. I, I mean, he went to the hospital for a reason. So I don't. Yeah, well, I, yeah. right, 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 right. So yeah, I mean, you know, I don't mind it. Go ahead, Fitty. I, I I know you're all about it. You <laughs> oh, have the sunglasses on for a reason. Oh no, uh, I may have poked the bear because Steve Smith is now on the line. Oh uh, no way, uh, Smitty. The oh, floor is I yours. I knew it was coming. Oh, here we go, Smitty. The Yo. floor is yours. No, no. see, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to let this little guy live. <laughs> but, but first of all, when he saw me cutting his my 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 usual Mark Spain real estate mm-hmm. uh, promo, his glasses were off. If I recommend, I wish we had that. Uh, what's that? What's that commercial where you can do the instant replay? Oh, I know, and oh, as oh. and as recollect, Steve, since you uh, <laughs> since you got me, and I recommend as recollect, oh, so I got you back. Oh, we're we're gonna have <laughs> you know, I'm petty. Come on, <laughs> Steve, you can appreciate hey, I'm that. Petty. This, I'm this whole show petty. is gonna right. have a problem with Smitty by the end of this, right? But, but listen, I I just my thing wasn't. I'm not trying to bully him or talk down to him. The whole little comment about the Hall of Fame thing, whether he believes I'm a Hall of Famer or not. I do. Or believes I sh- I should be in there. You should. I'll be in there. I'll be in there before some of the uh, some of the guys you wish and believe and thoughts and prayers hope to get in there um, <laughs> for your team, and you know who I'm referring to. Um, um, but my point is, is, this is a small town little guy. <laughs> yes. Let's just let's just make sure that we just we, we exchange pleasantries. <laughs> And uh, what you think you are on uh, social media, uh, I am, and I'm trying to trying to keep I'm trying to keep that guy down. I want to I don't you know as I, I li- as I like to say, I want to lose my testimony. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, there it is. A sign of respect, Smitty. We appreciate so, you calling uh, in, man. Thanks again. All right, so you uh, no problem. You can put your glasses on, but uh, when I saw you, you seem to put your glasses on. <laughs> they weren't on when I saw you. Then when all of a sudden, when I looked in the window, you you tossed them up. So you can get in your witness protection. <laughs> uh, but but if I if 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 I if I put that bullseye on you, mm, the feds gonna tell on you. We have differing <laughs> gonna, stories. They, yes, they they gonna put they gonna they gonna bring you right to Agent Eighty Nine because they work for me. I like the fact that Steve's listening to the show. Well, yes, and, and calling. Listen, it. I, I, listen, I gotta listen. This this is my city, man. Okay. Is, I, I got to make sure I know what's going on in my city. Bet. And we appreciate that. That's Steve Smith <laughs> calling back in. We appreciate the time, man. Thanks again. That's Smitty calling in once more, being a part of the show to talk. I mean, I, I love it, man. Like, yes. One, we have new nicknames now. I mean, little guy is going to be something that takes off to some degree. Yeah. I mean, there, there are going to be just like the dry brisket that Willie P can't get away from on social media <laughs> and, and just anywhere in his life. I think little guy might be something that is mentioned to Fitty quite a bit. What did you have to make of the phone call? Um, I'm like, I'm with Wes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got an A-list celebrity guy that listens to the show. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. We're yeah, making an we impact lit. on the city of Charlotte, and we've been official <laughs> for two months. There we go. We, we got we got Smitty listening in. We have him calling in, and we appreciate that. Uh, once again, just being the theme of the show. I mean, that's what it is. Like, this whole show, it's been topic Steve Smith, topic Steve Smith. So, we'll see. I would, <laughs> I, and I have zero problem with it. Maybe more Steve Smith. But, man, hey, we might have to just start trolling, and then so he'll call in. Yeah, see, but... And, it's funny because now I feel like now oh, we come have in. the entire the entire show, 66% of the show now has a problem with you correcting his grammar.
Palmer and Fiddy saying you shouldn't be spinning it on six-yard out routes. So now there's going to be something that I claim to have a problem with. Are you trying to get my ass kicked? Um, yes, I do. I think it would be funny. It's Wes and Walker. Plenty more coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 FM. The show's been all over the place today, but we appreciate it nonetheless. Again, Steve Smith's been a feature on the show a couple times already, talking about the ACC College Basketball Weekend. Big shout to Brendan Marks as well. We'll put that interview up on our website, WFNZ.com. You can go to our podcast page and click that as well. And I know you can follow us on Twitter, too. You can follow us on Twitter, at Wesson Walker, but... I just was hit with an English lesson and I always have struggles, you know, trying to spell what it is. How do you spell our Twitter handle? W-E-S-A-N-D-W-A-L-K-E-R. Wesson Walker. Let's get us up to two grand for, for every thousand, man. I'm, I promise I'm going to do something. Um, so, and if... if uh, Hit the you, follow button. If you want to ask us a question... Or if you have some recollection, recollection or recommendation or yes. something like that, <laughs> you can tweet at us at Weston Walker. I do want to bring it back to the Carolina NC State conversation, mm-hmm. and it's still circulating around the glasses, right? Like I don't. It's a little bit of a deal the fact that we're talking about this because yeah. people are discussing whether it was right or wrong for Armando. You know, as Fiddy likes to clown me pretty frequently, I don't know if I have the crazy strong take saying, oh, goodness gracious, it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. That's not how I feel. This is something Armando clearly had in store. If they were going to win, Baycott was going to wear those glasses that Terquavion Smith did leading up to the Carolina game. And he said that NC State should be respected too. And I I was cool with Terquavion doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm cool with Baycott doing it. As long as he wasn't stretchered onto the floor, I would have made a judgment call in that moment. And I wouldn't have worn him. And I would have held off on that maybe you could bring him out the second game i don't know Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't have brought him out and i know your point about he eventually was okay even in real time he was moving i didn't think he was paralyzed Mm -hmm. i mean we saw him moving we we know he wasn't paralyzed we we could see that with our own eyes but to me in basketball certainly how many times do you see a guy stretchered off the floor in basketball? It's not too much. Mm-hmm. Football, it's unfortunately you see it a little bit more frequently. Yeah. But especially in basketball, I was definitely scared for Tequavion going to the hospital. I wanted him to be okay. I think everybody, of course, wanted him to be okay. And I think because of the severity of what the injury looked like, and maybe we had different definitions of that, I wouldn't have worn the glasses at that time. But he did. Armando, to his credit as well, did talk about how he did wish all the best for Tequavion in that injury. You know, at the same time, the glasses were still on his head while he was saying it. So, okay, I know you're not one that has a huge problem with this, though. What the kids say in the streets? Mm-hmm. They were smoking on that Tequavion pack, okay, when it when it happened. Do kids say that? I yeah, did not they know do. that they when, say when that. When something goes down, just like we smoked that Cowboys pack last night. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's what they say. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on your sports temperament. There are some guys who are like you, Walker, that are much more of a sportsman that, you know. <laughs> I was very interested to see my evaluation Yeah, I'm just saying that that's more of a sportsman and show that compassion and I'm things like that. I'm a gentleman and a scholar. But there are some of us out here 
who like to smoke on that pack. You know what I'm saying? Smoke that pack when you're done. Listen, he fell on his tailbone. Is he okay? Is this something really, really severe to where I need to show that compassion? But if it's just the injury and that's my rival and I have a severe disdain for these people, no, I'm going to smoke on that Turquavion pack. I'm going to put my glasses on and I'm going to troll the pack. That's just how it is. And I think for different people, they have different temperaments and the people that complain about it. Yeah, they might be the people that play sports more compassionately. But I was a guy that was more wow. along the bad sport route. And uh, I'm self-admitted. I'm self-aware. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, I, you know, I wasn't a guy that was going to feel too bad, you know, for a lot of people. But I also take it the same. I don't want you to feel bad for me. Only my teammates should be the ones you know, that, that are feeling bad for me. I don't expect you to, you know what I'm saying? I, so it's just how it is. So I don't have a problem with it. And Lester Quavion Smith had a really, really severe injury uh, to where, you know, it could be something where it could be career-threatening. But other than that, like I said, fell on his tailbone. He went up. It was a, you know, basketball play, whatever the case may be. He put the glasses on. He trolled. That's what rivalry is all about. Yeah, and so just, I mean, I don't know if it was just the tailbone. We did get a report from Andrew Carter at 1246, I think it was last edited, after that, it was actually yesterday, where he did say that um, you had neck injuries. For, I'm trying to find it once again. I just lost okay, the actual well, quote from Andrew Carter. Correct it, but right. from the initial injury, it looked like he fell on his tailbone. He's, he's listed day-to-day. Yeah, and, and he was out partying, right? That, right? that night, that night, the same exact night. So... Uh, Fiddy, are you one that's also smoking on the Turquavion alongside West Bryant? <laughs> the, I mean, the pack. Look, Make I mean, sure you put that in there. Smoking that Turquavion pack. Oh, yeah. I know Suspect. Fiddy was. Fiddy stays smoking oh, a pack. He just doesn't know that he's doing it. I mean, what Armando Baycott did was kept the energy for NC State that they, 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 they couldn't keep themselves on the basketball court. You're talking about a team that after a win last Saturday at home against Miami, albeit a very good Miami team, Smith had the audacity to say that you can go to NC State and achieve the same things that you can at Carolina and Duke. Although that has not happened Mm -hmm. since the mid-1980s. And then Ernest Ross, after that win, again, against Miami, said they were, quote, coming for the natty, too. What did you expect? Armando Baycott is everything that Hubert Davis wants a Carolina basketball player to be on the court and off the court. He loves his schools, and he hates the teams that hate us. So what did you expect? I knew from the second he stole the ball from D.J. Burns and then held the ball and punked D.J. Burns while he wobbled down the court that there was going to be something in that postgame if Carolina won. Also, he did this in a game where he became Carolina's most decorated rebound in the history of the program. Yes, he had every right to troll them because – He has become what Luke May was to them, what Marcus Page was to them, what Tyler Hansborough was to them. He is superior. They should walk on the court and shake hands with him or letting them play basketball against him. So I guess if Woo. it was if it was more serious, then we're talking about this still being okay. That's my question. No, no. If, so, if, but but we didn't know in real time though. Like we didn't know how they, severe they knew it was. He was okay enough to where it wouldn't have come across. I mean, that was, what, an hour, probably an hour and a half after the game? Oh, I don't know the timeline that surpassed. Uh, We do know that there wasn't the clarity that came the night further after the game, even the next morning that we didn't have that. The dude was stretchered off. And so people are, are writing in that I'm as soft as toilet paper. I'll be that. Like yeah. that, that's fine. Confirm. You're very compassionate. 100%. They're rivals. Like, like, do you think if that would have been Baycott that left? You don't think State? 
You don't think state fans would have had some fun with that? Okay. Oh, do you want to hold yourself in the same category as NC State I'm fans, saying, Mr. Carolina expect, fan? What do you expect between two schools that hate each other and two players that talked out of their ass? So if we're talking about Duke and North Carolina hate and also NC State and Carolina hate, I know you've always talked about there being a big difference between the two rivalries where you reference NC State as little brother. You don't so much as North Carolina. It seems to be a form of disrespect that you show that you wouldn't put yourself in the same vein as how they act, right? Like that's how it is. That's how the rivalry is viewed between you and NC State. And also when we talk about the actual injury, that you had possibly suffered from Terquavion. It just felt like something that could have been avoided where Leaky Black was scared afterwards. And I know he was personally involved on the defense, but Leaky Black was scared. And I know Hubert Davis talked about him actually being shook after the game and how he was fearful for Terquavion. And yes, I think one player was, and are we going to call him soft as toilet paper? I, I don't, I mean, to me, I didn't see it that way. I just thought that Leaky Black was a little bit worried. So for me, that I think that speaks to all of it, too, is the fact that you had one player that was a little worried. You had one player that wasn't and brought out the glasses. And you know what? Doesn't make Armando Baycott any sort of bad guy. Not at all. I love Armando. I love the personality. I think that guy's great. That's and, what it was. That was and his if, personality and coming Terquavion out. And if Terquavion Smith wasn't stretchered off the floor, I'd love this, too. I'm cool with Terquavion doing what he did before. But the stretchering off of the floor, to me, that is the thing that holds the most value when we talk about whether Baycott should or should not have done this. You're laughing at <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. Well, I am a little bit. Uh, no, I mean, like I said. So why are you laughing? I think that <laughs> I was like, I did just say I was laughing at you a little bit. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I just, I'm not going to go back and reiterate my points already said. I think the players knew. I think Armando probably knew to the effect of that he was well enough that he could do what he did. I'm sure he knew how it will be perceived, and he still did it anyway. If he didn't play for Carolina, that would probably make me like him all the more. Mm -hmm. That's just how I wrote. You're laughing at me. Text messengers are, are saying that I'm being soft. I'm just, just laughing at just the whole I'll thing. I'll be Charmin. Yeah, no, I'm just laughing at just the whole thing. I'll be Charmin today. I wanted to I wanted to blow the whistle on you, Fiddy, and go to the foul line. We made that bite, and we still haven't gone to it except for the first day that it ever was instituted. Are there going to be other opportunities for you to go to the foul line, Fiddy? Or was that the moment? Is that the time that you were about to go to it? I mean, I think if you keep talking the rest of the show, we'll stay at the foul line. Because, All right, well, let's do it. Because go. that was just, I mean, that's just non- <laughs> I just don't get, like, it seems like every time something happens, you just go the complete opposite. I'm like, well, you know, they probably shouldn't have done this. You just ride the fence on every single topic. And maybe this is because you've removed yourself from the rivalry. Maybe because if you were still invested in a in, in the University of North Carolina and not the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, and that's what they are. I know they want to be called Charlotte, but it's UNCC. Also, that means your little brother. <laughs> Maybe you would you would have some type of way when it comes to this. I don't think I would he have did some it type out, of way. I don't think he did this out of with, with, with malicious intent. I think it was just simply responding to what a dude said after a big win. But as NC State does, they cannot handle prosperity. They and, and they came into the Smith Center and their head coach, who I, who's never won anything in his life. 
I mean, was was crying for fouls worse than Coach K. And all oh, I've never been a part of a game with 39 free throws. It was the sixth time you've been a part of that game. And it was just a simple reminder who runs the state. It's not called the Tar Heel State for no reason, folks. We have always been, we always will be far superior to little brother. And you just need to come around to the, uh, the idea and the fact that Armando Baycott, what he did wasn't wrong. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when college kids immersed in a rivalry. That's what happens. You shouldn't be out here wanting to downplay something that makes college sports college freaking sports. That was, that a, was strong. That was a great rant from the Whoa! little guy today <laughs> acting big guy. I think he put his big pants on and decided uh, that, that the strong. little guy grew up. It's Wesson Walker <laughs> going to the little guy Flash. What you got there, little guy? Oh man! All right, we're just gonna roll. We're just gonna roll with this music because I don't feel like music um, mixing up the bed. What happened to hit him high? Oh, this is a different. This is the, so the short version. Okay. Yes, this okay. is yeah. The he went with the short version. I'm up to speed. Um. All right. So before you know that travesty that was the the, the Cowboys and 49ers game on Sunday night. The, the Bengals and the Bills played in what was probably the most anticipated game of the weekend because if the Bills won, there would be a neutral site AFC championship game next weekend. And, and Joe Burrow addressed that in his postgame after upsetting the Bills on the road yesterday in the playoffs. Yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder, everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> Joe Burrow is the man, and he showed that against the Buffalo Bills yesterday. I thought Cincinnati was going to win. I did not think they were going to win with that margin of victory. I did not expect their defense to play as well as they did in conditions that you would think Buffalo would be a little bit more privy to. But that was not the case in this game. And Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, despite being down some offensive linemen, they actually dominated in the trenches, and Joe Burrow was getting that football out of his hands very quickly, and Cincinnati looks like a force to be reckoned with for the second year in a row, and only Joe Burrow's third year in the NFL. It's remarkable. Well, they look sloppy against the Dolphins, and I thought with DeMar Hamlin in the house, I thought they would find just enough to get it, but I figured that would be a close game. But I didn't think the weather was that advantageous for Buffalo because Cincinnati was so balanced, and I just think that Buffalo's so reliant on Josh Allen that the weather is kind of a disadvantage for them because Josh Allen either is going to have to do a lot of running or he's going to have to run around and make a lot of throws in bad weather. So uh, I just think Cincinnati's starting to really get it going right now. They came in and had a tremendous performance, but it's like, can we really be surprised that they beat Buffalo as sloppy as they looked yeah. against uh, the Dolphins, uh, a much far less uh, – team to them so you know they they went to bat with or they struggled with a team with a third string quarterback yeah not surprised at all that Cincinnati won I mean to get beat down like that were you not surprised about the margin of victory oh definitely yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty crazy mm -hmm. I didn't expect to see that and we'll continue to talk about the and NFL what Joe playoffs. Burrow did he was smoking on that Buffalo pack I mean he smoked it all the whole pack. It was absolutely done after this game up in Buffalo. We have plenty more to get to. Just one more segment and then another hour after that. We'll have one more segment to finish out the one o'clock hour. Panthers, how do they get back to playoff contention? What are some of the off-season reasons or what are some of the off-season things they need to fix this year? According to ESPN, we'll get to all that in just a moment. Sports Radio 92.7 FM. What is the
the Carolina Panthers' biggest off-season priority. You can text us via the Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. It does feel pretty obvious, at least between the two towards the top. The head coach, they're still trying to figure that out. And quarterback, which, same thing. Trying to figure it out whether Sam Darnold should be the bridge, whether they should draft a guy high up in the selection process, or whether they might use that ninth overall pick and a potential trade to fix their head coaching problem and getting Sean Payton. Again, text us 704-570-9610. If I were to ask you, Wes, their biggest offseason priority, and you have head coach and you have quarterback, I think we can all agree those are probably the two things they need to fix first and foremost. What would you say is number one when you compare the head coach and the quarterback against one another as far as Top of the totem pole here with Carolina. Quarterback, I mean, no question about it. Uh, you heard Smitty come in here and say it. You know, you can have as great a head coach as you want, but if you don't have the requisite players to carry out those great, fantastic, genius-like plans, then you're not going to be able to have success and it all starts and stops with the quarterback. We saw in the playoffs, the deeper you get, the better quarterbacks last. So, you know, even though people want to hate on my man Purdy, but he's playing like a star. So, you know, you have to have a quarterback operating at a elite level, at least a high level, if you want to compete for championships. Yeah, Brock Purdy's awesome. I mean, what he's doing right now, again, I've told you this, and I don't know if we agree on this, but I trust him more than Jimmy Garoppolo in these moments. Well, you know, Fitty tries to take little shots at him, saying, you know, if you lose to the last pick in the draft, or, you know, if you lose to a third-string quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. not really playing, you know, the way he's paying attention to the way that he's playing. He likes guys that throw for 120 yards and a touchdown. I thought he was pretty good yesterday. He's the worst quarterback remaining in the playoffs. But he isn't playing the worst. He's playing as good as really any of them. Yeah, what he's doing right now gives me all the faith in the world that San Francisco can win it. And that's all that matters, right? Because it's a pretty star-studded group of quarterbacks right now. I mean, you have Joe Burrow, number one overall pick, got to the Super Bowl last year. Jalen Hurts. You're talking about someone that had a huge ascension. He was not a part of this group last year, but new season, new day for Jalen Hurts. That guy was a big part of the MVP conversation probably before he got hurt. Pat Mahomes, best in the game, and then it's Brock Purdy. You're you're talking about three guys that are either established, have become established this season, and hell, maybe you can put Brock Purdy in that. It's been ridiculous. And I think a lot of people will give Kyle Shanahan a lot of credit. I will. But Brock Purdy is also carrying out some of the more aggressive features in, I think, something Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't really able to do as much. And that's why I like Brock Purdy, because the off-script play to George Kittle, right? Where George Kittle after the game, or even in the midst of that, I believe, he wasn't supposed to be a part of that. When George Kittle had the the reception where he bobbles mm-hmm. it about three, four, five different times and then comes down with it, uh, dodges the defender coming in, by yeah. the way. Just absolutely ridiculous. But he wasn't even a part of that progression. And while Brock Purdy is looking to the left, he can't see anybody open. He's like, well, all right, Kittle, he's a legal receiver. He's down there. Let's make something happen. I don't know if Garoppolo does that. In fact, he doesn't to me. For me, Jimmy Garoppolo is not making that kind of play. Wes, that makes them far more dangerous with Brock Purdy at quarterback than Jimmy G does. And what's really interesting to me is the progression at quarterback as we've seen throughout the year. You had Trey Lance start, Mm -hmm. the guy you trade up for, you give up everything and then some to go get Trey Lance to eventually be the starter. And I don't even know if he really wins the job in camp. I don't I'm not saying that he didn't. I'm not saying that he didn't earn it. But all I know is that San Francisco wanted Trey Lance to be the guy and they wanted to trade Jimmy G. Mm -hmm. Never happened. 
Trey Lance gets hurt. Jimmy G comes in. They start playing a lot better. Brock Purdy comes in after the Jimmy G injury, and I think he brings them even to a different level after that. It's crazy. They are almost failing upwards at the QB spot, where the guys that they invested the most in are the worst performer or worst performers with this team. Mm-hmm. And here's Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, turning out to be very relevant with the way that he's performed, leading the San Francisco team to a conference championship opportunity. And I have all the faith that San Fran can win it, not only against the Eagles, but with whoever represents the AFC. Well, I was very confident in what uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was doing, uh, much to your chagrin. I mean, he was only 8-3, and three, had thrown for 2,400 yards, over 2,400 yards, 16 touchdowns to four picks at 67% completion. So Jimmy G was Balling. Let me say that, okay? That's my guy. Yeah, he's he was fine. balling. And we would have went to Super Bowl with him as they have and gone to two NFC championships with him as well. He's like action movies to me, Wes. I mean, he's fine. Right. But you think a lot of people <laughs> are fine that are ballers. You know, like Alvin Kamara. Well, you think everybody's ballers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So anyway, not I JC mean, the numbers Horn. speak for themselves. That's correct. Yeah, J.C. Horn I mean, is not a baller. Yeah, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, 16 touchdowns to four picks. He was playing great football before he went out. But anyway, uh, Brock Purdy's coming in and done well. And I think the main difference has been Christian McCaffrey uh, going into that game against Dallas. And going into the playoffs in general, if they didn't have Christian McCaffrey, I probably wouldn't be as confident, even though I thought when Jimmy Garoppolo came in against the Bears, I texted my boy. I said, here we go. I said, they're going to win the Super Bowl. But Christian McCaffrey just adds another element to the offense. He gives you that difference maker back there in the backfield for a team that loves to run the football he has just been a huge difference to me in this run that makes them really, really hard to deal with. Yeah, McCaffrey has been excellent. Of course, the former Panther being traded for a few picks and bringing Christian McCaffrey to Kyle Shanahan, even if we differ on how good of a coach he actually is and play caller, giving Kyle Shanahan Christian McCaffrey I, what, what he can do with him, even if you didn't like the um, lack of touches for him at halftime. McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan, that is a great pairing. Let's go to the text line with some people writing in what they feel Carolina's biggest offseason priorities are. Brian wrote in, Coach, QB, D-line, wide receiver, in that order. NASCAR Brad said, get your coach first, then get a QB. 336 number writing in that QB is not a must for Carolina this year unless they can get their guy. Don't reach for any QB at nine. And I would agree with that, that I don't want you to reach for a QB at nine, because if you don't believe in anybody at that spot, then don't take them. That would make zero sense. But what I've always argued is that if you think Will Levis can be a really good quarterback, don't not draft him because you think you're cool with Sam Darnold and can compete for the postseason. That's always been my thing. But, Fiddy, I know you made a squints face like you do sometimes and you don't like what I'm saying, and it's because you do think I think they should reach for a QB. No, you pretty much said they have to draft a quarterback in this draft, no matter who. I have not said that they have to. Okay, you pretty much said they, they have to draft a quarterback. That you can't roll with I Sam Darnold. Like you said that. So, I think they should draft a quarterback for the future. Yes. So they I'm have to saying, draft a quarterback. Not at number nine. They don't have to if that's not a guy that they believe in. I don't want to draft Will Levis if they don't think he's going to be the guy. I don't want to draft Anthony Richardson if they don't think he can be the guy. But I do want to at least take an opportunity with Hendon Hooker if he's there later on in a second round or something like that. Like for me, I do want to draft a QB, but I don't want them. Here's the thing that has been the biggest disconnect between us. You think that they should not draft a QB because of the way Sam Donald has been playing. And I think that's ridiculous. I think the way that Sam Donald played at the end of the season was admirable enough, 
but it absolutely should not deter you from drafting a QB. That's been the biggest disconnect for us. Like you're saying, okay, well, we'll just use Sam Donald as the, as the bridge and then we'll figure it out later on. No way. I mean, if you think either one of these can be a franchise QB out of the draft. He's still going to be the bridge no matter what. Okay, but that's fine. But it doesn't mean you stop drafting but one at the beginning. you think you he said should don't. be the guy fit. And no. You, and you said you should not draft one. You're saying do not draft a quarterback in the first round. Because you the, have roster, explicitly said that. the roster makeup doesn't make sense to draft a quarterback unless you want to carry four QBs on your roster. Why are you that's holding all, on to four? You're, you're not getting rid of P.J. Walker? Because you have no experienced backup quarterback outside of, uh, outside of Darnold and Walker, you have PJ Corral who or Matt Corral who's never played in the NFL. So if you draft another quarterback, you've you, you're gonna roll out there with ex- inexperienced backups if Darnold gets hurt. You, you see it all the time in the NFL where guys can come in with, as with, a backup. With both the, with the backups, both of them, whoever's on the roster, no NFL experience. Well, and even show me three cases of that. Well, you could have Sam Darnold as the backup if you wanted to have him, or you could have the. Quarterback that you draft early on, whether it be first or second, be the backup, and Matt Corral could be the third. I almost, yeah, I would actually kind of like that. Having two guys with the unknown is tantalizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna put that put that coach if it's not Sean Payton in a position to get failed 27 games in his tenure as the head coach of the Panthers. That's what's gonna happen because you have Matt Corral and another young QB not playing games. Yeah, because it's it's really not smart to have one experienced quarterback on your roster and knowing it with a guy that has the injury history that Sam Darnold has. Why you're talking about putting a coach in a bad place and you want <laughs> Sam Darnold to be your guy? No, not see. Let's put our listening ears on. I don't want him to be the guy. I want him to be a guy till they find the guy. It doesn't make sense in this draft to find the guy. That's all I've said. But when does it ever not make sense to go draft a quarterback if you need one? I mean, look, the Green Bay Packers once said you should draft a quarterback every single year to, uh, to keep on developing them. And that probably used to be a right model. You luck into you get, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. The most stable 30 years of quarterback play in the history of the league. You got two titles to prove it. It just doesn't. I, I just don't think it doesn't make sense to draft. And also, if you get Sean Payton to be your head coach, what other quarterbacks could you get to come here? You could still find the guy via free agency, via trade, uh, yeah. as opposed to having to draft another guy at nine and Levis Richardson and Hooker. Mm- so you, you, you're, you're betting on the upside in their intangelytics as opposed to what they've done on the actual field. Right, but that's now that's a new theory for you, Fitty, because before you didn't say to go get a guy in free agency Oh, no, I've trade. been on the Derek Carr wagon since he, was, since he got benched. Yeah. We got a bunch of people texting in, too. Like, I mean, even with the inexperienced QB thing, the 49ers, with the way that they're set up, they're in with one. And they've got Stanford one of the Pete. five best head coaches in the National Football League. Well, that, Which yes. is why I've said coaching matters more than players. Mm. But when I said that last week, all of y'all kind of rose up and looked at me. Mm. Yeah. It's being proven I'm saying with, it now. with the Niners. No, it's not. I'm not. And plus, I'm like, this is, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'm not going to give up two first rounders to go get Sean Payton. That is the disconnect there. We are up against a break. Let's continue it because okay. we do have right, I'm with that. We, we have the next hour coming up <laughs> and then we can both come on the mic and, and tell Fiddy how wrong he is once again about all of these QB takes. It's Wesson Walker <laughs> Sports Radio 92.7 FM.